0: Welcome
1: to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks.
2: In this episode, meet Dr. Lisa Damore, a psychologist and New York Times contributor, David Wallace-Wells, a deputy editor at New York Magazine, and Judith Grisel, a behavioral neuroscientist. From brain science to earth science, the topics these authors' audios address add much-needed conversation to understanding anxiety, addiction, and climate change. Plus, hear why you may rethink how you talk to teenagers. Enjoy. Hi, this is Lisa DeMoor. I wrote my book because everywhere I go, parents and teachers and pediatricians and other psychologists are saying to me, holy moly, anxiety feels like it is out of control. And indeed, in my own practice, in my own interactions with the girls at the schools where I consult, I have heard the word anxiety just come into the center of so many conversations. I know it's something we need to try to tackle as a culture, and this is my small way to try to contribute to that effort. The other thing that inspired me to write this book is that the popular understanding of stress and anxiety is really different from the clinical and research understanding of it. In the popular culture, people are really, really worried about anxious feelings or the experience of stress. But on the academic and clinical side, anxiety is something we feel like we understand well and we know how to treat when it becomes out of control, but mostly we feel like it's a helpful and normal function. And same for stress. These two things, anxiety and stress, don't worry clinicians as much as they are worrying everyone else. So part of what I'm hoping to transmit in this book is some of that understanding we have about the normal and actually healthy aspects of stress and anxiety so that people can feel less stressed about feeling stressed and less anxious about being anxious. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be EXCITING. The reason is, this is the second time I've gotten to record an audiobook. I also did it with my book, Untangled. And so it brings back to me all of the excitement of being right at the end of the production process and moving into the part of the book writing process where I get to share the work with everyone else. So it's fun to be in that moment where the book is starting to find its way out of my hands and into other people's. While recording the audiobook, I realized that I mostly had trouble pronouncing sentences where I'd put a bunch of complex words really close to each other. And it's one of those things that doesn't catch you when you're typing it into your computer and doesn't come to one's attention when reading the book silently, but it certainly comes up when one is trying to say a sentence with many technical, polysyllabic words in it. For me, the best part about getting to read my own books is that so much of both Untangled and now under pressure has to do with how we talk to and about teenagers. I love teenagers and I think that they make way more sense than they are given credit for. And so I really enjoy the chance to share with other adults how I talk to them as many of passages in the book involve exchanges I have with teenagers and also the stance that I take In my own tone, when I talk about them, even when I talk about things they do that adults really wish they wouldn't do. If I wasn't going to record my own audiobook, I would probably ask another psychologist to do it. And again, this is for the same reason that I just mentioned. I think we have to be really careful about the tone we take when we're discussing young people. And I think it's all too easy for adults to be judgy or, I hate to say it, but condescending when we talk about young people and the choices they make. So I would want to find another clinician who loves teenagers like I do to share that in terms of how they spoke the book.
1: Hi, this is David Wallace-Wells. I wrote The Uninhabitable Earth because for a few years I had been watching the news from climate science, seeing how much darker and scarier that news was than I saw reflected in most writing about climate, which seemed a little complacent and a little optimistic about where we were headed. I saw a huge gap between those two sets of facts, and I wanted to explore what it would mean to live life in a world that looked like the scientists were telling me we all would, not just for science, but for the humanities of climate change, our politics, our psychology, our relationship to history and technology, and all the many other ways we were only now beginning to think about. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be self-conscious. <laughs> I've never done this before and made it doubly so because I was reading my first book, so I was also criticizing my own writing as I was moving along. I realized I had trouble pronouncing nihilism, which I kept pronouncing nihilism probably 10 or 15 times throughout the book, and also therefore that I had used that word so many times, but there are probably a dozen others that I also mispronounced and then had to be corrected on. I'm excited about giving some kind of propulsive momentum to a series of chapters which were just full of science. I'm not sure that I did that perfectly, but I'm really glad to have given it a shot and tried to give that material as much energy and momentum as I possibly could have. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast, I don't know, Michael Caine. It's strange to me that he's not in this list of people who've been excluded for being too obvious, but I haven't really thought much about it. Mostly, I'm excited to be doing the book myself, not because I'm a perfect narrator, but because... I wrote this book in a hole, saying these words to myself, and I'm excited that the readers will be hearing my voice reading them much as I heard them when I was writing it.
0: This is the author, Judith Grisel. I was inspired to write this book after many years as a neuroscientist and pharmacologist who was trying to understand the biological basis of addiction partly to solve my own problem. Despite the fact that it was taking so long to come up with a cure, I realized we knew quite a lot about the neuroscience and experience of addiction, and I thought that this was worth sharing. Recording the audiobook was challenging and invigorating. Some of the Latin terms for insects or plants were unfamiliar, since I hadn't taken Latin for about 40 years. My hope is that my narration includes both the strength of my recovery and the vulnerability of my experience. And my wish is that my voice conveys something of both of those things.
1: This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.